Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of FW Presents. I'm one of your hosts, the Precocious Princess, and I'm here today with my co-host, the Irredeemable Shag. And today, we're going to be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's fair to say, folks, as you listen to this episode, we are going spoiler heavy. We are going to be spoiling everything about all seven seasons of Buffy. We're going to be spoiling a few things here and there about Angel. So if you haven't watched the shows, maybe even the comic, I don't know. But if you haven't watched the shows and you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to turn this off and come back to it later. So we finished watching Buffy about two months ago. Probably. We did. We started in, I don't know, like towards the end of the school year. Yeah. And then we continued all through summer. The magic of Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We probably finished in around September, I would say. Yeah. We started watching Smallville. That's right. We've been meaning to do this for a while, but yeah. uh, we've been putting it off. But now here we are. We're ready to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so... I take it you think the show didn't suck considering we sat you sat through seven years of it. Nope. It was pretty good. I really liked it. Yeah? What do you like about the character of Buffy? I really like her personality and how sarcastic she is and she's a really good jokester and stuff. Yeah, she's always got a great one liner. Yes. And her fighting? Is really good. Her stunt double? <laughs> Even better. Amazing. The yeah. flips and stuff she did. I wonder how many stunt doubles she went through. <laughs> That's a good question. It's probably on one of those DVDs somewhere. It's yep. like a behind-the-scenes thing. So who's one of your favorite characters? Me personally? Yeah. Hmm. It sort of changed as the series went on. This is so where like you... when they're in high school, who is your favorite character? I think Alexander the best when we're, they were in high school. The character I had the most fun with, though, during the high school years was Cordelia. I don't really like Cordelia whatsoever. Yeah. I was really happy when she left. Yeah, she... Yeah. <laughs> You complained about her so much. In fact, I remember in the beginning when she sort of joined the Scooby gang, you were so mad. Oh, my gosh. You were furious. And I'm like, no, she's hilarious. And eventually you came around and you started liking her. Well, she's funny, but she started to get on my nerves a lot and how she would just be rude to people for no reason. She was like the stereotypic mean girl in high school. That's why I loved her. She was the most You un- like the weird characters. Okay. You like the characters you're supposed to hate. Okay. She was the most honest of all of them. There's the episode where Buffy gained the ability okay, to... I like that one. Where Buffy gained the ability to read everyone's mind. She's like, and she, when can I leave? And, and every single person's mind she read, they were thinking one thing and saying the opposite. They get to Cordelia, and she was nasty in her head, and the words she said were the exact same words. She's so, like, no filter she was the She was the most honest of all of them, even though she was unpleasant. So, outside of Buffy, because, you know, she's kind of the protagonist, yeah. who are some of your favorite characters in the series? And you can you can divide it up between early and... Oh, never got to say who my late one. I'll, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. get to it later. So My favorite during high school... Was probably, hmm, I really liked Xander during high school, but when they graduated, I did not like who he turned out to be. He turned out to be a kind of like not as good as I expected him to be. Yeah. Same with Willow, I think. I wow. Think, didn't expect that. I don't really, this is unpopular, but I don't really like Willow when she was a witch whatsoever because I think she had a completely different personality. Huh. Than when okay. she was, I liked when she was like the innocent little Willow with her long hair and stuff. Computer programmer Willow? Yeah, I loved that Willow so much, and that's why her. Xander are probably my favorite characters in the beginning. But then when 
when they got out of high school, I really started to like Dawn. Dawn became my favorite character. Was it anything that Dawn actually did or was it her closeness to your age? I like her for a lot of many reasons. I think she's very, very relatable for me because we're very close in age. Okay. Well, also relatable because I have an older brother and she has an older sister and we both have arguments with them very often. And your brother's a slayer. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think she's really cool. She learned how to fight later on, which was really nice. And I like how she's not in her sister's shadow. I like how she's her own person. Okay. So for the later years, uh, my... Oh, I also think she came in time... Not that I wanted to talk about it. That's fine. I liked when the time... This is what it must be like for Rob when I interrupt him all the time. (laughs) The time she came into the show was the time that I didn't like the characters the most. She came in during, what season? Probably the fifth? The season with Glory? Yeah, Yeah. fifth season. And at that time, the characters were kind of going weird, I would say. And she became like a good character for me to like throughout. And she was like one of the main characters that season. She was after that. And I just really liked it. And I liked how she helped Buffy so much during her mom's passing and stuff. Mm. Boy, that episode of The Body. That's creeped me out, dude. So how how did you feel about that episode of The Body? I don't really like serious things. I like the more funny aspects of the show, so I didn't really like the episode that much. But it was really, like, emotional, and I felt really bad for Buffy during it. So you did feel something emotionally? Yeah. Because mostly you just kept looking at me saying, Dad, stop crying. Because you cried a lot. I cried the whole way through that episode. Yeah, Yeah. So I would say with... Favorite characters, you know, I mentioned Xander in the beginning and then Cordelia. And then in the later years, no, don't say it. My my other favorite is probably sort of the Cordelia replacement, which is Anya. I think Anya was hysterical. No, 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 no. Again, the quirky, weird character that doesn't fit. She said hilarious things. Once we got to the musical episode, she was clearly the best singer of everyone in the show. Oh, no, no. Tara is the best singer of all of them. She was good. She was very good. I can't deny that fact. I I can't. I'd say Anya was better. Uh, uh, No way. I think, I think. I think also Spike was pretty good. He was okay. Uh, my other favorite character I should mention is Giles. I absolutely adore Giles. As the old man stuck with a bunch of young people around me, <laughs> uh, I sort of can relate to him. And so I, I can't help but like that guy. Now, before we get too far into the discussion, I probably need to take a second to thank our sponsors. Folks, this episode of FW Presents is sponsored in part by your support through Patreon. Now, running the Firewater Podcast Network with so many shows requires a lot of online hosting and other fee-related services. And for the past few years, myself and the other hosts have absorbed these costs, but they've continued to grow considerably. So we launched a Patreon to help the network. Now, if you're enjoying this show or other shows on the network, we please ask if you would consider supporting us at Patreon com slash FW podcast. We sincerely appreciate everyone's support. And at certain different levels on Patreon, you get recognition on shows of your choice. In this case, uh, David Ace Gutierrez and Gord Tolton, thank you so much for your support. Again, please visit us at patreon.com slash FW podcast. Now, this episode is also sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 42% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. I did want to specifically mention a trade paperback for Buffy that uh, I'm hoping... We're going to get to in the near future is Buffy the Vampire Slayer season eight. So this is a continuation after the series is over, uh, written and overseen by Joss Whedon. The particular trade out there on In Stock Trades right now, volume one's not out there, so I did pick volume two. It's called No Future for You. This collects issues six through ten of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series eight series. Again, Joss Whedon oversees the whole thing. The writers are both Joss and Brian K. Vaughn. Hey, there's some good credentials. With art by Georges Gentry, Cliff Richards, Andy Owens, Dave Stewart, a lot 
lot of people. Coverage by Joe Chin. Page counts 120 pages. Now, we've only read a few of these, but we're having a great time with Season 8. So we highly recommend you check that out. So uh, normal retail price is $15.99, but you can get on in-stock trades right now for 60% off. It's only $6.39. So for these and all your trade paperback needs, please visit InStockTrades.com. Now, one of the things you and I have sort of agreed on uh, that I think we both feel strongly about is the show breaks down into like two halves. Uh, maybe even, I would consider it maybe like three. The high school years, then maybe like... Uh, which is seasons one through three. Yeah, and then I would say probably four and five together, then six and seven might be together. Four and five, Buffy was really going through it, kind of. And then six and seven, it's when she came back. So I feel like she had a whole nother aspect in her life going into three different parts. Almost like it was on a different network or something. Crazy. <laughs> For me, it's seasons one through three. And then season four is an entity unto itself, really. That's a special season. And then season five through seven. Season four... Well, there are some good episodes and I some good stuff. I love that season. I don't understand. Season four is a mess. It is a, I loved it. It's not even a hot mess. It's just a mess. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I really feel like what happened there was they, they knew what to do through high school. They weren't mm-hmm. sure what they wanted to do with the characters in season four, so they floundered. At the same time, they were the same writers were writing the Angel show, yeah. so they didn't have a lot of uh, time and as, as much effort to put into Buffy. So I really feel like four is a bit of a mess, and, and the bad guys are a mess. Anyway, you get to season five. The minute the magic shop is introduced, it, se- it feels like the shows back on track to me. I think the magic shop was a good introduction. Absolutely. But I really I think I will always love the library more. I think so? Okay. It has it has like the good feel. And also it's right next to the Hellmouth. So it has it has <laughs> some like good parts in there. It's like when they have an apocalypse, it's just right there. <laughs> And they had a few of those, didn't they? Yeah, they had like four, I think. <laughs> Since we're talking about seasons, we should probably get into like our favorite seasons. And to do that, let's recap real quick who the seasons and the big bads were. Season one. Was The Master. Season. And Darla. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Season two. Was Spike, Drusilla, and Angelus. Blah. I loved Angelus. Season, season three. Was the mayor in bad faith? Woo-hoo. No, no, no. Season no. four. Adam and then Professor Maggie Walsh. Yep. Season five. Yeah, really. Glory and Ben. That Woo-hoo. Was, well, Ben's not a bad guy. Well. Is not He's not a bad guy. <laughs> uh, season six. The trio. <laughs> That's a funny the, the, the Uber nerds, right? They're not being bad guys, to be honest. Yeah, they're just klutzy idiots. Yeah. Uh, although one of the guys, um, who's Warren? One? Yeah, Warren. He was, Ooh, he was he's bad, bad, news. bad, bad. He was bad news. Season seven, the first and Caleb. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. With that uh, recap, yeah. right, who who was your favorite? You know, you can either say your favorite season, favorite big bad. However, you want to do that. I have two favorite seasons: season two and season five. I feel like that might be kind of unpopular, but I really, Spike, really... Spike, Drusilla, Angelus, and, and then Glory and Ben. ben. I okay. really, really like those. I actually hated Spike at first. Oh, my gosh. So, all right. So here's the story. So we're watching the show. Uh, me, my uh, precocious princess here. We'll just call her Prin for now. And my wife. And we're watching the show. And, you know, it's the, what, the second episode of the second season? Or maybe the yeah, first? I don't remember. I think it's the second. It's the end of the episode. And Spike drives into town and knocks down the Sunnydale sign. And I just start cheering like an idiot, which is not... The different than normal, but anyway, I'm just like, and this ticked off my wife and daughter considerably. So, from then on, because she's a teenager, anything I like, she has to hate. She then decided she hated Spike because I liked Spike, and I kept saying, You wait, you wait, and boy, do you like Spike now! He's cool. (laughs) I like season two, but I cannot stand Drusilla whatsoever. I get she was very important, but oh my gosh, it's so obnoxious. She acts like a little three-year-old, and I hate it. I loved her. It's irritating to watch, but... The actor's amazing, though. But she's doing her job, which is irritating me, so I like that. (laughs) 
But I could not stand Angelus. I, I hated all that nonsense. I love Angelus. I think it really gave Angel another cool factor. And Glory and Ben, that was so cool. Because it took me a little bit to like figure out... Because I'm pretty good with figuring out the bad guys and like how it works and stuff. But Glory and Ben, it took me probably five episodes to figure out how it works. Because yeah. it was really confusing. Now, I will give you uh, a, a testament to your detective skills, folks. She figured out the whole thing with Dawn without me having to tell her or anything. We were watching the season four finale and Buffy's in like that dream state with the with Tara. It's the first Slayer, all that stuff. And they're making the bed and they're like, oh, I gotta make the bed before Dawn comes. I didn't even think and of like Any it. normal person would think they're talking about the beginning of the day. And Prin here looks at me and she goes, is Buffy getting a sister? And I was like, what? <laughs> and then sure enough, the next episode, Dawn shows up. And there was a moment or two where you were a little confused. You were like, "Did she? was she living with her dad the whole time? You got that history had been rewritten and that Dawn had been added to the show as the sister. I think uh, maybe it came from all your Doctor Who training that I put you through since birth. I do not like Doctor Who. Yes, she does. She's lying right only, now. Only Matt Smith and David Tennant. You like Doctor Who. No. All right. So those are your two favorite seasons, season two and season five. I would have to say I am going to agree with you on season five. Okay. The stuff with Glory, I thought – at first I was like, eh. Her personality? is amazing. Glory was hilarious. I like how she has her little minions too. Yes. She was really funny. Yeah, very arrogant. A little like Cordelia actually. And no, no, no. She, I like how she was a god. Yes. That was really cool to me. And then... I also like how she didn't, how they didn't kill her. They destroyed her godness, I'm pretty oh, sure. I, Did they kill her? I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, they sent her back to Giles her. smothered Ben, didn't he? Did he suffocate Ben? Yeah, to kill Glory. That yeah. was so bad. Ugh. But Giles. And Buffy had to jump into the energy vortex and, and die and all that. Stuff. But I just really felt like season five was so much back on oh, track. Oh, no, she didn't die. I just remember. Sorry. Well, it was season five with the magic shop and Anya, and they just they got everything back on track, and it felt so good. Now, I agree with you. Xander was a little bit out of place, but I think he was supposed to be an example of not all of your friends go to college kind of thing is what the point of he was. But <laughs> His construction so. job became very helpful. It did. It did. Which is very odd. Well, I, they had to find somebody. It's to- like when somebody dies is in the construction site, apparently. Because <laughs> that happened multiple times. They had to find some reason to make the character work. And they did a good job eventually. Yeah. So season five is there. I would say that my absolute favorite season, though, is season three. Oh, I hate that season. I hate the mayor. I hate bad faith. I hate faith in general. It's just, it's a gross season. It's terrible to me. Can I have a turn? Except the last episode. The last episode's kind of cool. This really is what, like, podcasting with me must be like. Um, so, Faith was okay. She wasn't, like, my favorite. But her accent really grated. But eventually... What's... What is that? Oh, the whole fake Boston accent thing she had there? Like, I didn't know she had a fake accent. I couldn't... Well, I, mean, I guess it could be her real accent. But everything was wicked. Anyway... I, I did especially like the mayor. I loved how he's like one moment talking about killing somebody and the next minute offering him cookies. You know, he had the, the leave it. He does it to, have a thing for cookies though. Well, he's got a leave it to beaver, which is meaningless to you, but he's got a leave it to, to beaver classic dad sort of attitude from the 1950s. Well, at the same time, he's talking about mayhem and destruction and demons. So I, I love that aspect. I love how Buffy gets the award from everyone at her school. That is so nice. The protector award or whatever See, it was. Yeah. That last episode is really nice. I like how also happened at graduation. Yeah. The thing with him eating spiders, that's really <laughs> gross. I could not watch that. I like was like, oh. So I, I really dug that. And I liked Buffy having a person that was part of the Scooby gang who was evil now suddenly. So she had to fight one, you know, but Faith, she had to fight one of her own. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh. 
I like those are my two favorite seasons. So as far as big bads, so why don't you rank the big bads? Who you know we like by seasons because there's well, multiple just, for each. I'm just gonna do yeah, the big yeah, bad yeah, per yeah season. for the season. Yeah. Okay. So who's the best big bad? Who's the worst big bad? Well, do you mean like best like my favorite big yes. bad or like worst most destruction? No, this is all like favoritism. Yeah, favoritism. Okay. Absolutely. So favorite big bad is probably gonna have to be. Oh, this is really hard to choose between two. Five was my favorite big bad. So Glory. Glory and Ben. Because we're not talking about seasons necessarily. We're talking about the favorite yeah, big I know. bad. Okay, then Glory probably Man. the Spike and Drew stuff. Okay. And then probably the trio. Okay. That just shows how much I didn't like the other big bats. Okay. And then probably the master. And then probably the first. And then the mayor. No. And then Adam. And then the mayor. So the mayor's or the, the mayor and Adam are probably like equal. Okay. All right. Because, let me explain. Because. They're on the I, edge of their seat. <laughs> Adam came in like the last five episodes. Which was oh, yeah. like terrible planning, I would say, because we'll start off as the initiative. We should, I guess, we should yeah. call it the initiative. Just, and Maggie Walsh oh and, the, yeah. and Adam. I'm glad Maggie Walsh wasn't part of it anymore towards the end. But and then the mayor, I've already explained, but I just didn't like him and Faith whatsoever. And the first, I think it's cool how there was a bad guy that couldn't fight. But the first, they were like, yeah, you can't fight this thing. And then they sent physical beings to fight. And I was just like, that's kind of opposite. I feel like Caleb gave me kind of pedophile vibes or like, okay. or like kidnapper vibes and wanted to do bad things to people. I just don't like it. I didn't like his vibe. He really, really creeped me out. Uh, Wait till we watch Firefly. You've got a whole new respect I'm for the actor. I'm watching that show. Oh, Is it good? Everyone at home's yelling at their, their iPhones right now being like, what? You won't watch Firefly. Ah! Maybe when I'm older. It's by the same guy that created Buffy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And the same guy that uh, directed the first Avengers movie. So, really? yeah. I thought Happy It's all the same guy, Joss Whedon. I thought Happy Dirty. Oh, the first, like, oh, I thought yeah, you meant, happy directed I thought you Iron, meant Man. Iron Man. No. That's not his name. His name's not even Happy. And, well, they all know we're talking about John Favreau. Yes. So, Pete from uh, Friends. We anyway. Love him so much. So, thanks for asking. Uh, my favorite big bad. So, <laughs> it's probably. The mayor first, then Glory, then very then there's a tremendous drop off yes, very quickly. Then probably the trio, just because they were so kind of silly. But they also brought in a lot of different demons too. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Good change. Then Spike and Drew, even though I really prefer Spike as part of the Scooby Gang instead. Yeah, same. I liked him better yep. as that. Then the master, then uh, at the very tippy bottom, like we're talking, like if we're counting A, B, C, D, this is like the letter Z, tied for worst place is the initiative in Adam with uh, the first. I couldn't stand the first. I feel like a lot of people probably liked the first, but it was just not our thing. We really didn't like it. It was, I think it was too conceptual. It, like, it might have worked for an ep- a few episodes, but a whole season yeah. drawn out of like, this horrible evil's coming. It's still coming. It's, it's gonna come anytime now. It's gonna come on the last episode. Right. Wait, and like, what? oh, and here's its legion of vampires. Oh, wait, no. Did you think that was the first? No, no, no. The first is something else. And just, it, it just kept yeah. going. And then they tried it into previous seasons. They try, tried's the keyword, to tie tie it into previous seasons. Oh, so when Angel, I don't remember what season it was in, but when Buffy had to kill Angel and he came back, I think it was probably three, right? 
think she killed him in two. She had to kill him when he was Angelus. Yeah. So how do you feel? Did you like him better when he came back? Or were you happy he left when he went to Angel? Well, you know, I, I should probably tell my origin story of how I got into the show. Okay. So back in 1997, I think is when it first started, I was living in Jacksonville. And the show came on the air, got a lot of press in the nerd circles. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And I started watching it. And I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. You know, clearly these are teenage girls. I'm, you know, this guy who's out of college. But, you know... Well, the actors are over 18 and they're kind of hot. So I'll just keep watching. Yeah, totally. I, I, I convinced myself at first. I was watching for the hot girls. I really did. And then. That's really funny. And a few weeks into it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm still just watching because the girls are hot. That's why I'm watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was lying to myself, clearly, because I was enjoying the show. And then once Angel was revealed to be a vampire, it was just like a, oh my gosh, <laughs> kind of yeah, moment. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, in fact, when you started watching the show, we told you you weren't allowed to talk to any of your friends about the show until we got to episode whatever it was, six or something. Yeah, they re- the episode be- where it was like Angels of Vampire. I was like, oh, yeah. I actually yeah. just rewatched it the other week because I, I liked their cool reveal. It was really nice. It was really cool to like, <laughs> yeah. already know. And I was like, ha I knew it was coming. Well, it just the only reason we didn't want you to talk to your friends about it is because anyone who knows even the first thing about Buffy knows that Angels of Vampire. So we didn't want that spoiled for you. Anyway, uh, it, but the show's 20 years old, so I guess none of your friends Yeah, are. none of my friends know about it. Yeah. I tried to get my best friend to watch it, and she was just like, nope, me and my friend, the reason I started watching is because I talked to my dad about the show Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. And, and she, I, she's not talking about the Michael J. Fox movie, no, guys. the new version. It's amazing. And me and my best friend watched it together. And I was, no, do you trust me? It's vampires. It's just like Team Wolf. Come over to my house. We'll watch them. She wanted nothing to do with yeah. it. And, and the thing you got to realize is that it, it is a 20-year-old show. But things like Teen Wolf. It reminds know, me a lot of Teen Wolf. Yep. came after it. So exactly. they got a lot of inspiration from it. Exactly. It's all built on the backs of what Buffy did first. Right. Now, and of course, that's not the first supernatural show ever. I mean, it, they learned a lot it's literally a show called Supernatural. Right. Well, that came later, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, it's still on the air. It's been only 10 or 11 years. Mom likes that show. So I started watching the show that way. I got pretty invested in the Buffy and Angel romance. And so once he turned to Angelus, I just, ugh, I didn't like it. And then when he died, went off to his own show, uh, or I guess he died, he came died, back. He died, came back, and then Buffy had to lie to everybody. Right. I liked when he came back. That and then was he nice. went off to his own show. I enjoyed the Angel series, actually, for the first few years. I kind of fell off after a while. What you're missing, folks, is uh, my daughter's look of disdain and disgust. She did not care for the Angel show, no. even a little bit. We tried. I felt... <laughs> This sounds so mean, but I felt like it was a filler episode, but a whole entire show of them. <laughs> and, except when Spike came in. Because we tried watching it, because my dad's friends requested for us to try it when they started watching it. Shout out to Carlin and Patrick. Yep. And I tried watching it, because Mr. Patrick really wanted me to. <laughs> they would be like, you need to watch it. So I tried an episode. When it still lined up with Buffy, obviously, because they would tell you to go back to them and stuff, it was okay. Not my favorite thing ever. But when Buffy and Angel started separating paths, basically the shows weren't on the same networks anymore, I started to not like it. And I really like Buffy's happiness and funniness in her show. Angel's the completely opposite. It's just dark and sad. And I think I like Angel better on the Buffy show because he's more... A better person on that show. Okay. But I have to admit, we were talking about this earlier. Spike's part in Angel. I don't know what episode it's it, in. It was, one of, it was one of the earliest episodes. Yeah, and Angel's fighting somebody on the ground, and he goes to save this girl, and Spike's narrating it. And yeah, he's, he's like, to- don't mess up to- the hair. He's on top of a building, and he's pretending to it's do the It's when they have the medallion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That was hilarious. That was so funny. That was, in fact, uh, my wife and daughter both made me replay that scene <laughs> multiple times, several times because he just Spike showed us just, just that scene that <laughs> night to show us it. Quick to the Angel Mobile, things like that. <laughs> and then we tried to watch Angel again once Buffy was over, and Spike comes into the Angel show. We tried to watch it there. We got maybe four episodes in. And I just don't really like his. I don't want to call it his own Scooby Gang, but I don't really like the people he works with. They're not as cool to me as Buffy and Willow and Xander to me. I I think there's a lot to like in the Angel Show, but I get it. I get it. It's fun. Okay, I got a question for you. So, Andrew and Spike, do you think they're villains or do you think they're heroes? Okay, so two characters that both started on the show as bad guys and eventually became part of the gang. That's fair. Okay. Are they heroes? I would say Spike eventually does become a hero. I would say he goes on a journey and... A lot of it is because he's been, you know, quote unquote, neutered, as they said, and then because he's in love with Buffy. But I would say he genuinely becomes a hero by the end. Yeah, he literally sacrificed his life on the last episode, so I think he's a hero. I don't think Andrew is. I think Andrew is a coward, and he's going for whoever will take him in. I think if he was surrounded by bad guys again, I think he would go down the bad route again. I think he's in the middle. I think Andrew's trying to start a journey, just like Spike, but... People don't really like him, so he can't really... I'm raising my hand. (laughs) I don't like him. I like him, but he couldn't really continue his thing because they didn't really like him. But I think... I don't remember what episode it is, but the one where he narrates it, and he's on... The video camera one is pretty funny. He's on the toilet. (laughs) Not like pooping, but like he's talking to the video camera because he's like, the only place I can get peace. Because you see the camera pans in, and he's in this like so-called library, and he's sitting there talking to you. And then... Somebody starts banging on the door. It's like one of the new slayers. And they're like, get off the toilet. And he's like, I thought I was going to get peace in here. It's just so funny. I'm so glad you brought up pooping. Hopefully this will be the only show on the network this month that uh, has that conversation. So <laughs> He wasn't pooping. I made that Again. Made that again with that. So, all right. Questions for you. We're going to do the romance department. We're going to do the who should someone have ended up with. All right. So, first, who was the one? Who's the one true pairing? The OTP for Xander. Is it... Cordelia or Anya? I dislike both of those characters very much. (laughs) And I don't know, actually, because Xander's not very good with romance. He tends to screw it up. Yeah. Cordelia making fun of her to her face when they were dating and for Anya leaving her at the altar. I think probably Anya... But I don't really know if I'm going to be completely honest. I think probably Anya, though. I agree. Anya's definitely... Because Cordelia and Xander, I think that was just too... That was a funny match. It was funny, but I think it's two high school kids that were just both desperate to date someone, so they ended up together. Whereas Anya, I think, and Xander truly belong together. And I do think them ruining the wedding was just a complete plot device. They should have let them get married. It would have made more sense. Having him leave her at the altar, I didn't feel like made sense in the context of the yeah, show. Yeah, I really don't think they should have done that. In my head canon, Xander and Anya got married. Okay. And she didn't die. Oh. She shouldn't have died in the last episode. Yeah, I I don't think she should have died. What do you think about Willow? Do you think it's Tara or Oz? Ooh, that's a tough one. I I can't pick because I I feel like Oz... I think she was happy in both of the relationships. Isn't it my turn? No. I think she she was very, very happy in both of the relationships. And I think they both could have lasted longer. Yeah. I'd say in both cases, the the relationship ended out of her control. That's fair. Yeah, so I think... I think she was good with both people. I don't think I could pick. Yeah, because I think she genuinely loved Oz. And she genuinely loved Tara. And she genuinely loved Tara. But both of them she just couldn't keep. Tara, she passed away. Well, but 
you know what? She ruined the relationship with Tara, though. Yeah, Her control and issues. Yeah, Oz, she didn't ruin that one. Yeah. I think so Oz. Maybe Oz. Oh. I think maybe Oz, yeah. yeah. I liked Willow better when she was dating Oz than when she was dating Tara. Well, you, it's because you didn't like the witch side of her, yeah. Yeah, and Tara brought up the witch side in her. I think my favorite quote Oz ever said was, so when did the cousin that bit him, when did he become a werewolf? <laughs> because- <laughs> how, how long? No, it said something like, yeah. Oh, so is, you know, I can't remember the kid's name. I'll say it's yeah. Jeremy. So is Jeremy a werewolf? Huh. Since how, how long has yeah. that been going on? <laughs> I think it's so chill. Like, if I found out I was a werewolf, I'd be freaking out. He's just so chill about it. It's so the, funny. It's the actor. He is just genius. You'll, you'll see him in more stuff. We'll watch Austin Powers. And when you're older, you can watch some Robot Chicken and stuff like that. <laughs> what is yeah. that name? It, it's, it's a thing. Okay. I would say that I think Willow's romance with Tara was more mature than her romance with Oz. But I, I, after this discussion, I do have to say I think Oz is her one true pairing. So. Probably. The big one that you guys have all been waiting for. <laughs> Buffy with Angel or Spike. Or Riley. Oh, or Riley. I think we should talk what, about you, why we the relationship with Buffy with each character. Okay, so why don't you... So, so, tell me about Angel and Buffy. Angel and Buffy. Young love. They were... <laughs> <laughs> let me talk. They were very, very cute together. It was a nice, mysterious love in the beginning. I really, really liked it. Spike, on the other hand, that was not meant to be. Spike was very bad <laughs> for her during the time. She just wanted somebody to be with her. I don't, I don't want to talk about the... Adult I'm just gonna say she just wanted sex. Okay, it's what it was. That's simple, I guess. Yes. But towards the end, he got very physical with her. When he, the episode where he, he was gonna rape her in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was very upsetting. Yeah, so that turned out very bad. So with Riley, I really, really liked Riley with Buffy. I felt like it was a really good contrast from Angel, a really nice guy. We thought he was normal <laughs> until we found out he was working with a bunch of undercover, under the ground people. <laughs> the initiative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also thought that was a really cool way to tie in Spike too with the initiative and stuff. Yeah. So so the thing with Riley is, and this is what I've been made to understand from one of our friends uh, connected to the network, Neil Daly, who was on the show, was that... Shout the, out, Neil. Shout out, Neil. We love you. <laughs> we love you, Neil. And, and if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize if I'm speaking out of turn. It might be, you know, the telephone game, maybe I've got this wrong. But that the fans were not willing to let go of the Buffy Angel, you know, romance. And so they just didn't take to Riley. And so therefore, the writers feel like they had to write Riley out of the show. And so that's where you suddenly get Riley with some unsavory characteristics because prior to that he was just a nice guy and then towards the end he ends up being sort of like a drug addict for vampire yeah that was a really bad ending for him I do not think he should have gone that I didn't like the way he was written out of the show I get it was supposed to be a lesson on don't do drugs and stuff but it was so weird oh with that reminds me of when Willow was going to that witch drug person where he would give her this high that was so weird gave bad vibes bad vibes so leaves you with the question Angel Spike or Riley who's the one true pairing for Buffy. Angel for me because I think her relationship with Angel was just pure love and I think I don't think it ever ended the way they loved each other they will always love each other I feel but with Riley they kind of just like fell out of it he got married and Spike that that wasn't a good relationship for her but I really think it's Angel I think you're right I think it's I think it's Angel I think Riley was a great rebound guy I think Angel's her soulmate I may say yeah it's probably true I I think Riley was a great rebound guy that she was never going to love enough yeah I think Spike was just... He actually said that once, too. 
I think Spike was her just working through stuff that she had to work through. Even though or I being back alive, I love Spike. I love the character Same. Spike, but love I Spike just so much. And watching her with Spike and Buffy in the relationship was fun to watch. But I don't think it was you know ultimate. And I'm fine that it happened in the show. I'm just saying in the, in the long run, I think Angel is probably the one true pairing. That's fair. All right, some rapid fire questions: Library or Magic Shop? Library. Magic Shop for me. Best fighter. Ooh, okay. Are we going to add in some of the potentials? Sure. So let's let's run through here. So, so uh, some of the potentials are Kennedy. I think that's the only one we wrote down. So Kennedy's really the only like main one, I guess, because she had that. Oh, she had that relationship with Willow that was really weird. So I'm going to rattle off some people. So Dawn, Anya, Cordelia, Angel, Spike, Tara, Oz, Riley, Kennedy, the other potential Slayers, Andrew. Wesley, Miss Calendar, oh, beloved Miss Calendar, uh, Robin, the principal, Faith, Kendra, or Clem. Oh my gosh, I love Clem so much. He's such a good character. So let's talk about fighters, and then we'll talk about some of our favorite supporting characters. Okay, so fighters, I really, really think Angel and okay. Spike are amazing fighters. Yeah. Kendra, Kendra, the vampire slayer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love how she named her steak Mr. Pointy. Oh, that's right. That's I right. Yeah. That. I was so sad when she died. She was like a really good person. Kennedy, good up till a point where she got me very upset when she was trying to boss around the other potentials. Oh, we didn't even put Kennedy into the one true pairing. For, oh, for she didn't even. She doesn't Willow. deserve to be in there. They dated for like two days, probably. Yeah. Andrew was funny. He can't even fight. <laughs> so who's your favorite fighters? Uh, You're all over the board I just here. Told you. You're, you're going through the whole Angel list. Angel and Spike and probably Faith and Kendra. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to have to break it into categories. I'm actually going to give a huge props to Principal Robin Wood. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Principal him. Principal Wood and Riley because both of those guys were just regular humans. Uh, they kept in the fight. They did a really good well, job. Riley got drugs towards the end to make him a better fighter. I guess that's true. They also I, had training and Wood didn't I'm really. okay with the training. Well, they Prin- both got training actually because Prin- his Principal, Principal Wood, Wood, his mom used to be a slayer and yep. Spike actually killed his mom. So Which was really upsetting. To still learn. my turn to talk. Sorry. Principal Wood and uh, Riley, I think. I was trying to give background. Totally deserve credit. Yeah, obviously Buffy is in there, but Faith, and, Ke- count right now, Faith and Kendra, I think, are pretty awesome. All right, let's talk about some of our favorite not major characters. So once you, once you get rid of the Scooby gang, right? So we've gotten rid of. Dawn doesn't count, though, does she? Well, uh, I think Dawn's part of the Scooby gang. I think she Yeah, does. so I think Dawn and Anya and Cordelia and Spike no, and I don't Tara think- and Oz all count in the Scooby gang. Yeah, and then Willow and Xander. Willow and Xander. So we're talking Xander. here. Angel. Angel's part of the Scooby gang. Yeah. So we're talking end. probably Riley, Andrew, Wesley, Miss Calendar, uh, Principal Robin, Clem, Faith, Kendra, all those kinds of characters. Just pick two. Limiting you. Wouldn't Ben be a supporting character? Cause sure, he, you, can he put wasn't, ben, you can put Ben yeah, in there. Yeah, because Ben wasn't really a bad guy. He got forced into the wrong yeah. thing. I think I'd probably like Ben and Clem a lot. Ben, Clem, Andrew. Okay. Clem. Just a ray of sunshine on everybody. He was so fun. He's the best. I was so scared when he came in because they play kitten poker. <laughs> what the heck is that to begin with? That's so weird. They trade cats. Don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> but he became such a nice character. And he even, he watched Dawn. He was just a good guy. I really liked Andrew was just, that episode with the video camera really just did it for me. It was so, <laughs> Jonathan, we forgot about Jonathan. Oh my gosh, we I did. I love Jonathan. He's so funny. And then Ben, I think, he's just cool. All right. He gave Buffy some help with glory and stuff. 
For me, hands down, Miss Calendar. I, I didn't really like her. I loved that character so much. I thought she was a great, you know, addition to the team where she would help out. I thought her. She was it, cool to tie in for Angelus too. Yeah, she helped with him. A I lot. loved the, the stuff with her and Giles. You know, with his romance. She just she was cool. She was like the cool teacher whose class you want to be in. So I was just gutted when she was killed. You literally cried. I think I probably did. I was very upset. And then every time she'd have a cameo, when she had a few throughout the yeah, years, the first brought her back, which I think was t- I, I did not. I like how the first brought back dead people. I was always upset when she would show back up. So, his calendar, and then I thought Jonathan was very funny until he became part of the trio. So, those, those are, that's probably what I'll pick. For favorite episode, we've got some contenders yes. here, right? Do you like the musical, The Body, season five's finale, or season seven's finale? Buffy dies in season five, so. Right. Yes. And that's the glory, and season seven's the first in Caleb. And the destruction of Sunnydale. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. So you want me to go first? Sure. Straight up favorite episode is the musical. I could watch that over and over and over and over. I love the music. I loved singing along. I love all the big reveals. I love how every character... I love how... Every character comes out of the episode worse. Some secret has come out about every single character, and they all have to deal with it. I love that. And I like musicals. So, hands down, the musical. The body? Wow. Holy moly. So powerful. It's so uncomfortable to watch because it's so effective. I don't know if I can put it in my favorites. So, for me, out of the out of the list you gave me, musical is okay. my favorite. So, wh- why don't you talk about each one of these? The musical, the body, the last episode of season five, the last episode of season, season seven. The musical, I was glad it wasn't just a stupid little curve. <laughs> it was so funny. They're like, is it just us? And they opened the door and a guy's singing about his laundry. It was so funny. And when they were walking down the street, people would be dancing. And I really thought it was cool with the demon. Oh my God, his henchmen. Is that what they're yeah. called? Those people are creepy. They, they were like, they reminded me of like a Doctor Who villain. They yeah, yeah, same. Okay. So I got to say, when the musical started, because it starts very differently. It starts like the honeymooners, kind of, because it shows everyone's face in the moon and the music's very was, orchestral. I don't when, know. I don't I remember, know. No, I remember you looking at me going, what is going on? And then when they first time they started singing you're like is this a musical i love musicals that's why musical episodes of tv shows have some have been very very good and some have been horrible oh riverdale's been terrible well the first ones i really remember uh, now i know i'm wrong here folks i'm sure there's been other episodes of tv shows where they burst out into a musical but i remember buffy being one of the first ones in a big trend in the 90s and then i remember drew carey doing it as well and then it was an old sitcom and then after that it seems like everybody was doing musical episodes now again i'm sure there's a bunch i'm forgetting i don't remember a musical episode of Three's Company or Gilligan's Island, but, you know, who knows? I don't think Gilligan's <laughs> Island. I love that show so much. Yes, she does. So, all right. The musical episode, you adore it's it. It's my favorite. Yeah. And then I really enjoy season five's finale with Glory and Ben. That's the one where Buffy dies in, and she sacrifices herself for Dawn, and it's really cool how everybody has their own tasks, I'm pretty sure in it. Like, Buffy's going to go save her while other people go, like, distract other people. It's really... Interesting, and I was yeah. really actually scared they were going to kill Dawn because I really liked Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's right, she was the key at that point. That's yeah. right, that's right. That was interesting. Whoa, I didn't know somebody like that could be a key to something. That was really smart of the monks, I think they were. So, season seven finale, the last episode of the series. The, everything's been building to this moment. The Hellmouth, all of it, did it pay off? This is going to be so, so many people are going to be mad at me for this, but I don't think it was a good ending. I feel like they had better finales in the other seasons. Uh, I don't know. I, was, I don't want to... Uh, you can be mean. It's, it's fine. They, your opinion is your opinion. It was cool how all the potential did it, but... 
I really, really don't like how they made basically like most girls in the universe a slayer. I didn't think it was wise on their part because what if there was a bad person and used those powers to their advantage yeah, and like, like hurt people and yeah, stuff? Thousands of slayers around the world, yeah. Yeah, and later in the comic book actually, which you should totally read, they show them how like they're training them and stuff, but like keep in mind, they probably have to go to school and stuff. That's like a <laughs> lot of weight to have on your back. She's referring to the season eight comics from Dark Horse by Joss Whedon. We, we've only just started them. Mm. Uh, we did not read all the... Now, I do know there's been Buffy comics from Dark Horse for a zillion years before that, but the season eight ones is what we started with. We're, we're kind of digging it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So I, I kind of agree. I, I didn't like that the whole world was populated with Slayers oh. all of a sudden. I, I was kind of okay with the potentials becoming Slayers. That was fine because it made for a big fight. Ooh, yeah, the heroes, that kind of thing. But the fact that there were Slayers all over the world all of a sudden was just... It was kind of hard to buy all these people's superpowers all of a sudden. Yeah. And not many potentials too, to keep in mind because Buffy had a really long lifespan for a Slayer. Well, she did die twice, but... <laughs> it's in the song. <laughs> yeah. No, I died twice. <laughs> I don't think Slayers go through that long... I think they probably go through pretty long lifespans, so I don't know why there's that many potentials out there. So I will add that I did feel like some of the CGI of the Hellmouth collapsing and Sunnydale being eaten didn't age as well as a lot of the other effects. So when Buffy's leaping mm. from rooftop to rooftop and the buildings are crumbling behind her, it was really ambitious and epic in scale, but the effects kind of let it down a little bit. So yeah. unfortunately. Oh, Spike, how did you feel about him? His sacrifice? Kind of sacrifice. <laughs> it, it ties in later. We'll talk about that in a second. But how did you feel about his sacrifice in that moment? Oh, I thought it was okay. Anytime you have a big finale, somebody giving their life, you know, to save everyone was good. Like, I, I enjoyed Spike doing that. And I really liked when Buffy says, I love you. And he says, no, you don't. You know, I, I thought that was perfect because that really summed up their relationship. He was doing it because he loved her, not because she loved him. Yeah. And I think his sacrifice was much better than, say, the way Anya went out, where she just got chopped, which really bothered me because I love that character so much. I think his sacrifice was really nice. I like when Spike came to Angel with... Because, <laughs> you know, she, she whined every time I made her watch Angel. And so the, I played the moment with Spike. When Spike materializes in the office, she freaked out, just started cheering and was so excited. And she's like, is Spike on Angel now? We're going to watch Angel now. Yeah, we didn't end up watching Angel. We watched for about, I, I, I've been about four episodes. I could not deal with his little gang. I think my issue is Buffy's group, I started watching it when they were, I felt like I grew up with them. And then jumping into season probably four of Angel, not even knowing what was happening. I tried to start with season okay, one yeah, of Angel, no, you wouldn't let me. We're not watching that show. So that's fair to point out. Buffy, you know, when, she, when the show starts, they're in 10th grade. Now you're finishing up eighth grade here. Yeah. So they were pretty close in age to you. Yes. And I felt like I kind of grew up with them, even so, though I wasn't growing up, but I felt like I kind of was. So if I catch you sneaking out of the house at night with the wooden stakes and trench coats, <laughs> I should be worried? Is that what you're telling me? No, I don't think why. I don't understand why I would be doing that. So okay. nope, don't be worried. All right. Not too worried. Then. Uh, one of the things. I won't be sneaking out to the bronze anytime soon. I hope not. <laughs> Besides uh, starting the comic books, we have also played uh, a few times the Milton Bradley Yes. Buffy board game that came out around, I think it was the year 2000 or so. It was during, it was right after season four is when the board game came out. And it's a lot of fun. It really is. Shout out to my buddy Ron Methvin who taught me the game years ago because I was like, I don't want to play board games. And he's like, no, you got to try. I'm like, ugh, Monopoly sucks. He's like, no, you got to play this board game. So Ron 
son got me to play the game and I had an absolute blast. So then I ordered it for us and kept it in a closet yeah. until we finished season four and then busted out and we played it. We played it a lot during summer. So it was very enjoyable for me, but let me tell you, it takes so long to play. Oh, it doesn't. Um, okay. It does, definitely. She just got mags that beat her most of the time. No, I, it, I think it was pretty even beating it. Yeah. I have one complaint about the game. I feel like it's just the heroes can win easily and evil doesn't win. Except when I'm playing evil. Just saying. I don't think you ever won playing evil. Oh my gosh. I think you Anyway, so won. it has four different scenarios, basically. You play for each season, but you can find online people had developed other scenarios for season five. Which season we six. haven't played those yet, which well, we I should. I did download on. some of them. We downloaded did, the glory one. And we modified it so we, Spike was a playable character. We did do that one yeah, time. Yeah, we used so. Spike once. Yep. That was really fun. Really it's a fun game. Neato. Since we finished Buffy, we have started on a watch through of Smallville. Now, this is not going to become a Smallville podcast here. Maybe we'll do one of those we someday. Should. I love that show. I crowdsourced on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, what were the most essential episodes of Smallville to watch? And I got the list down from like 230 episodes across 10 seasons. Oh my gosh. Down to something like... It's very organized. He has it on the side. I do. Nice. I, I love Color coordinated and everything. So I, I got it down to about 10 to 13 episodes per season that you kind of have to watch to follow the Smallville mythology. And we were, we're just in the beginning of season four right now where they introduced Lois Lane. You can see it. Smallville started pretty much about the time Buffy ended. Yeah. So you really get the sense that the people who created Smallville watched Buffy and said, okay, what works in this sort of teen formula, superhero, bad guy of the week sort of thing? And Smallville, it picks up nicely after watching Buffy. Yeah, I would say so. I feel like Smallville learned from Buffy a lot in the sense of Buffy, you can only go so far with demons and vampires, <laughs> but with Smallville, you can do a lot of cool things with kryptonite. And also, Smallville takes place when he's not Superman yet. True. So there's a lot of, he's still learning his powers. He's still learning a lot of things. Well, I think we should wrap it up here. All right, folks, we want to hear from you. We want you to leave your comments on our website, which is firewaterpodcast.com. Go up to the show page, look for FW Presents, look for this episode about Buffy the Vampire Slayer from a 13-year-old girl, and share your thoughts. Let us know what you think we're right about, what you think we're wrong about, what you loved about the show, what you didn't like about the show, and what you think about the Precocious Princess and you know, maybe do you want to hear more from us about Smallville someday once we finish that or give up on it one or the other? <laughs> Hopefully it won't. Somebody save me. So, all right, which is better, the Buffy opening or the Smallville opening? I'm going to have to say the Buffy opening. I really like how they show the characters more. There's cool action shots. Smallville, they should have upped their game with it. They just show one clip of a background in somebody's face. There's, <laughs> and also... Buffy's music is way better. Me and my dad have this ongoing joke about Smallville where at the end, every single episode, mostly, there's a sad song <laughs> with him and Lana walking away from each other or somebody walking away from somebody. And it's, it's just... They're, they're, yeah, they, they always have this sad moment where you realize Clark and Lana can't be together. And then all of a sudden the music comes up. You're all I want. You're all I need. You're everything. <laughs> Every episode, it pans up at the stars. Uh, Buffy, yeah, the opening music for Buffy is pretty amazing. We used to drum to it. We would drum, we'd air drum. And it's called the Nerf Herders, which is great, the name of that band, which is from Star Wars. But I do love the Somebody Save Me song from Remy Zero in Smallville as well. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, well, I think that's going to do it, folks. You can find us on Facebook as the Fire and Water Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter as FW Podcasts. Until next time, keep on slaying. Oh, that's such a dad joke. (laughs) 
And today, we're going to be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And my favorite part from the first season where they do the, the like the, the scream thing. And, and they yeah. show the, 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 the Amy's mom. Amy's mom's like, ah. yeah. I love that part. That'll be good outtakes. All right. 